You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello everyone and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder. And today we are going to um, talk with Marie Clay uh, about surviving the holidays. Um, and we're doing the 2020 edition of this um, because obviously uh, this year has been uh, crazy with a pandemic going on and COVID. And it has been affecting absolutely everything. Um, and, you know, here in, in the United States, um, we're dealing with, or in North Carolina at least, we're dealing with more um, shutdowns and um, and having to um, really change plans, um, and it just makes everything very difficult um, for not only the caregivers but also the um, patients, and especially those that are in facilities and they don't understand what's going on. Um, so. Marie and I are going to just kind of talk about how we're surviving the holidays this year, um, this 2020 edition with the pandemic going on. Get Marie on here. Hi, Marie. How are you? Oh, I'm great, Lauren. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So you recently visited your daughter in Virginia Beach, right? Yes. So how did that go, like, you know, with with holidays and the pandemic and everything else? Well, let me tell you, well, my plan, and never make plans because they never work out, but my plan was to go to Lori's for two weeks, and then I was going to go see my, my stepson in Florida for a week and then come back to Lori's for a week and then come home. Well, after I was there the first week, um, just listening to the news and what was going on with the pandemic. And, of course, I had a layover at another airport before I got to Florida. And I just said, you know what, it's just not worth the chance of me picking up something in that layover airport. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, even though at my my stepson's house, I know it was just going to be in just the close family, you know, more than five or six people. Um, but just at that airport, the airport scared me the most. So I canceled my flight. I didn't go to Florida, so I stayed at Lori's for three weeks. And um, um, I was just extremely careful because uh, if I went to the store, um, had my hand sanitizer in the car, so as soon as I got in the car, I used my hand sanitizer. And then when I got into Lori's apartment, Michael keeps a big thing of sanitizer on the uh, stand by the front door. So I sanitize my hands when I come in, and because I won't even I won't even go near Lori or or hug her or anything. 
and then well, must have washed my hands a million times. So just being extremely uh, aware, because um, the last thing I'd ever want to do was pass this on to her. I mean, or to me, but especially Lori, because her immune system is really low. But we, we had a really good time. You know, we we enjoyed um, just being together. I mean, you know, especially when you don't see, we don't see each other um, because of the distance. When we do, we just make the most of it. So, um we managed. We had a good time. Hated to leave. Yeah, that's always the hard part. Yeah. Um, so does let me ask this. Does does she understand what's going on with the pandemic? Uh, for the most part, yes. Okay. Um we we did have to have a discussion with her. Um <clears throat> you know, because Lori is I, I I have a hard time saying this word, but Lori's bedridden, and it's really hard for me to 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 accept. But it is what it is. Um, so you know, Michael, he has to um, literally pick her up to put her from her wheelchair to the recliner to the porta potty to the bed, and you know, sometimes if she has an accident, he has to clean her, and sometimes she's she gets upset. And she'll mm-hmm. yell and she'll scream and you know we had to tell her that you know um, they're in an apartment so the walls are thin and especially during the night you know neighbors might think something is happening and call the police and so we try to calm her down and just try to you know uh, tell her that you know if somebody questions Michael's intentions. You know, especially when I'm not there, you know, at least if I'm there, uh, I could say, you know, I'm a witness or something. But when I'm not there, you know, they could, uh, who knows, you know, they may feel she's not safe in that house and take her out and place her in a facility. And I said, you know, right now with the, with the virus, if you're in a facility or a hospital, we can't come and see you, you know. And, and our concern is nobody can understand her. Um, mm-hmm. we've got our own way of communicating with her. It's usually one of five things that she wants. It's either uh, pain, hungry, change the TV channel, um, a bathroom, or and something else. So we've communicated with, you know, she'll try to repeat herself, but we just ask her, just say yes or no so we can <laughs> narrow it down. Bless her heart. She, she's she laughs at me because I felt like I was playing twenty questions with her all the time, and she just laughs. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, you you've got such patience. You know, I says, why don't you just hit me? <laughs> you know, um, but I, you know, we try to explain to her that you know, even if you get sick, if you go to the hospital, we can't be there for you, and that just that terrifies me. You know, yeah. it terrifies Michael. Michael doesn't allow anybody in the house. Nobody comes in the house. It's just me, little Michael, him, and Lori, you know. And if he has to go somewhere or if he takes her to an appointment, uh, we are hand sanitizing her up to her elbows and, you know, the masks. And uh, so he's very cautious um, with her. So, but I think for the most part she understands, but sometimes we have to remind her about certain things. 
Yeah, you know, I think the same with dad. I think dad understands for the most part, but at the same time, like, we have to be careful um, because the mask confuse him. Uh, When other people are wearing the mask, mask, then he can't see their face. He freaks out a little bit. So, um, you know, a lot of times people don't think about that. And, you know, they're always like, oh, put your mask on, but you can't do that. With everybody, so like when we go somewhere, I pull my mask down and let him see my face and talk to him that way, so he realizes, um, you know, who I am or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to, I'm trying to explain that now. Like he's, when he doesn't see people's faces, it, you know, it concerns him um, oh, sure. because of the the mask. So, um, and and you brought up a really great point about you know, going into the hospital. And it's one of the things that we've been telling him recently because we've had four hospitalizations in the past. Oh, I know. Oh, six months. So um, we told him, like, Dad, you've got to stop trying to stand up by yourself because, it, you know, if you end up in the hospital right now, you, you know, nobody can go in there. And mm-hmm. the hospitals are overwhelmed with, with patients and um, it would be a really bad thing to have to go in right now. Um, so, you know, if you need to stand up, please let one of us know. Um, yeah. You know, and it, and that's hard because he's always been an independent person. And then to not be independent anymore, he's struggling with it. Sure, sure. Um, So are you guys doing anything specific to Christmas? Like, are you, um, are you going to FaceTime her or, um, you know, do anything special for Christmas? We'll we'll probably FaceTime. Um, I'm going to be spending Christmas with my daughter, Kelly and her two kids. And we'll probably FaceTime Lori, Michael and Michael, um, you know, that way, um, you know, um, even like I said, go, going to my daughter's house, it's it's not going to be. We're not having outside family. It's just immediate us. That's it. Um, you know, it's just that old saying. It's better to be safe than sorry. Right. You know. Um, yeah. So we're, we're just going to FaceTime, and you know, and I'll probably call her on the phone, talk to her Christmas Eve, and I'm getting. Matter of fact, I'm. <laughs> I would. I went out today because I wanted to send her. Um, I left her left some things for Christmas when I left, but you know how us moms are. I found a few more things, <laughs> and I'm going to send her a box for Christmas, you know. And I'm going to make the guys some of that, you know, that uh, they call it reindeer reindeer trail mix. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm making a big tub of that for the guys, and sent Lori a whole bunch of knee socks because her she's I don't even think she weighs 80 pounds, and her ankles and her legs get so cold so I found her some nice warm fuzzy knee socks and things like that so I, and uh, um, I bought her some you know you get to be very um, what's the word I'm trying to think of uh, you, you think of things it's like we bought her this pad thing for her wheelchair for her arms to rest on but it doesn't mm-hmm. fit the chair right so it's useless so today I came across you know the chair pads are just your dining room chair pads. I found yeah. them for five dollars each, and I kind of played with them. I thought, oh my gosh, these will work. So I got two for her arms and one for her back, and she's got the gel thing for her seat. 
how nice this I am. Sending her chair pads for Christmas. <laughs> you know what? Though? Was, that's like that's so smart because I was thinking about that. How we have, you to, have to think um, out of the box. You have to think yeah. out of the box. You know? Yeah, because Dad and, tends um, to slip down out of his recliner, so we had to think out of the box on that one too. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. those those shelf liners that you buy. Those work really good in a recliner, too. You know, you put it on there because it kind of sticks, and you you don't go nowhere. (laughs) You get that at the dollar store. (laughs) Yep. Definitely have to think outside of the box. (laughs) So as a caregiver, and, I mean, you have a lot of experience in this, so as a caregiver, around the holidays, it's stressful anyway for caregivers, and this year especially, um, what yeah. would you say is is important for a caregiver to do to not experience burnout um, around the holidays or not experience it as bad? Cut yourself some slack, number one. You know, um, I think that and um, sometimes, you know, people have good intentions around you, but I, I just think that sometimes you have to you have to set those boundaries. Um, I found out that when you learn to set those boundaries and you get used to it, it's very liberating, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, you know, I had to leave Virginia. Um, you know, I was Lori, helped Lori was a caregiver, and I helped Michael, you know, caregive her. But then I had to leave because my mother was ill. So for the past six years, I've been a caregiver to my mother until she passed away this year. But it's a caregiver. I don't care what the disability is. When you're a caregiver, you've just got so much to deal with, and you don't you forget about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. You forget, you forget all. You know, I after six years, I think I finally rediscovered myself just a couple months ago, and. Um, I think I I have to owe a lot of it to my mom had hospice care. Hospice, believe it or not, my mom passed away in March, and you know they still call me every month to check in on me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they they do, and and they give you know they you know they kind of give me some little tips and pointers, and you know always tell me you know if I need to call, I can do that. You know, um, it's okay. You know, and um, just as a caregiver, just try not to, you know, to overdo it. Um, I, I just think that it's just something that we do. It's just you just you're constantly going twenty four seven, twenty four seven, and some of us aren't fortunate enough to have other family members come in um, to help out. A lot of times, it's just me you know um and now with the covid it's even harder now because you want to be you don't want anybody coming in and it's like even i got to thinking if my mother had hospice now did i really want strangers coming in the house so yeah and one of the things that we're experiencing here is there's a shortage of home health nurses, um, yeah, and so sure. they don't have they don't have a home health nurse to come and like they have 
they have an aide or a CNA who can come and they've got a social worker and a physical therapist, but they're short nurses right now. And so they don't have anybody to come in. So it falls in, uh, falls on me and mom um, still. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, yeah, and, and a lot of it, I mean, I mean, you know, um, your mom, you know, she's up in age too. There's only so much that she can do. Right. You know, um, I mean, I, I see that. Like with Michael, um, you know, Michael's a little bit older than Lori, and he's got his own health issues. And yet I watched him, he's he's picking her up like she's a little rag doll, you know, because she weighs nothing. But still, you're doing, how many times a day does he do that, you know? Right. So I, I, and I, it is hard. It's it's not easy to make time for yourself. I'll, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you. I've been dealing with HD for now about thirty years, and it's just not easy to stop and put yourself first. I mean, before the COVID, and I was caring for my mom. My my me time was I was all excited to go to the grocery store. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that was my me time. Um, and even bedtime, it was like, you know, you sleep with one eye open, one ear open, yeah. you know. it's So you don't really, you don't sleep good. No, and, I, and that's happening to me now. Like, I'm up every two hours to check my phone to see, you know, make sure I didn't miss a phone call or, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely Do they have <laughs> life alert? Do your parents have life alert? Uh, they did. Um we don't have it right now. I need to probably look at getting that set back up. Um, but since I moved them, we hadn't we hadn't set it back up. Um, yeah. But they did when they lived in King. And then um, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's constantly in this mode of survival, right? So you're so adrenaline is constantly up, mm. um, and and just waiting for the other shoe to drop on something. That's how I feel. Like, um, like since, since COVID, um, you know, your body can handle a a stressful situation at this adrenaline level, like high adrenaline level for a short period of time, but your body's not made to handle it for months on end. And, um, especially around the holidays, it seems that, um, like I'm exhausted um, more so than I ever have been just because, you know, we've got not only the kids and work, but we've got, you know, dad and making sure that he's okay. And, but we have the restrictions of COVID and it's just, I'm not this constant high adrenaline um, waiting for something to happen. And my body is, is so tired, um, yeah, it's and at not, some point it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's when because it's something's right, going to exactly. happen. We know that it's just when exactly. So yeah, finding I'm, I'm even. Gonna, um, go ahead. I'm actually going to even talk to Michael about getting the life alert because I'm, I'm even still now. I'm always thinking of these scenarios. I'm like, you know, if. Because, like I said, Michael's got some health issues, and, you know, supposing he's there with Lori, and, you know, my grandson's working, like, three jobs, so he's in and out all the time. But supposing something happened to Michael, 
you know, Lori can't get up to call anybody. You know, she, I says, at least if she has a life alert on her wrist or something, she can manage to push that, you know. So yep. um, I, I had to use it a few times with my mom, so I'm really, I believe in it. So. Well, and also look into, um, if she has Medicare or Medicaid, look into talking with them to see if she can get a free one because I know that we mm-hmm. were able um, to get a discounted one uh, because mm-hmm. of Medicare. So um, you may want to look at that too. And yeah, yeah I know it definitely I tried, was helpful. I tried to do that with my mom, but um, we applied for Medicaid in October of last year, and they didn't prove it until after my mom passed away. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'd rather pay the $30 yeah. a month. <laughs> right. But if you've got Medicaid totally in place, absolutely. Yeah, Lori's got it in place, so we would definitely go that route with her. Yeah, definitely ask them because they might mm-hmm. help with paying for that. Yeah. Um, so I guess focusing on the holidays and with the pandemic and, um, you know, and all of that, would you have any other recommendations? Like, you, well, just talking about, you know, even going to the grocery store seems to be a <laughs> – seems to be a yeah, meantime – Right. Um, you know, is there anything specific that you think that we could do as caregivers to kind of help with that me time, not just being um, going to the grocery store, um, but, you know, even because this is let me bring let me go back. The reason I bring this up is because um, I recently started um, therapy again. And, mm-hmm. you know, my therapist said, you need to make sure that you're taking time for yourself. And so one of the things he said is every week you need to find a moment for yourself. And that's really hard for me because when I'm yeah, awake, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> um, no, especially with two little ones. Yeah. So a lot of times um, my me time is now like, when everybody's asleep or whatever, um, maybe playing a game for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and shutting the world out, you know? Um, so do you think there's something better than, you know, another way of, of that me time, just kind of shutting everything out? Like, do you turn everything off? Do you escape to a room? Um, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, I, I think for me what, what what's helped me a lot through caregiving, I think with my mom, because back when I was caregiving Lori and my husband, um, taking care of me was out of the question. I mean, I was so new to all that. As I, I, I didn't have time for me. But I think as mm-hmm. I transitioned, got a little older, and took care of my mom, um, I think I was really blessed to have my best friend, my best friend of 45 years, um, she did come out and help me out last year some, uh, you know, because I went through the, the, the cancer myself last year, so I, I needed her. But after that, you know, I can pick up the phone. If you have a good, dear friend that will listen, um, I can call her at any time and just uh, vent, talk to her. She gets me distracted on other things. 
Um, and so most of the time we're talking about other things and we're laughing and, and you know, but, but somebody that you can just pick up the phone and call and just distract you for, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour, um, and just to let that stress go. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and I will say that's extremely helpful for my mom, too. So my mom's best friend has been absolutely amazing um, and will take, Good. you know, will take mom out, um, whether it's just for a meal or if it's to go shopping or whatever, just so she can get out for a little while and yeah. kind of have a little normal period of time. Um, so I think you're you're absolutely right. That is so important to have that person. Yeah, oh, yeah, a good friend, and you know, just let somebody know. Look, can you know, can I count on you to call you if I need fifteen minutes? And you know, um, and and I know I've told quite a few of our people in our HD family and our JHD family, like, look, if you need to call me, call me. You know, I know, I I get it. You know, it's nice when you have somebody that gets it. It is. It's very nice. Um, but I still find myself, you know, I still find myself have, having a hard time reaching out because I'm just mm-hmm. so overwhelmed with everything that I don't even think about reaching out. That feels like another thing added onto my plate. <laughs> so I tend to yeah. just keep to myself about what I'm dealing with um, and not but say you anything. Know, some, sometimes, sometimes when you reach out to somebody you're you're actually giving them a blessing because it helps them feel like they've given back to you. You know, I don't know if you, if you if you get that or not, but I do. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's you know because sometimes you know people you know if I do something for somebody they'll they'll fuss and say oh you know I says don't spoil my joy. <laughs> Leave. Let me have my joy. I wanted to do this, you know. So it's sometimes you just it, it's sometimes it's a blessing to other people just to feel like they've done something for you, you know. Even have a conversation. Yeah. And I know it it's always makes though. me feel better. I, I just always. Yeah. I, I mean, I just feel I, I don't want to put the burden on anybody else. Is kind of how I feel sometimes. So, but that's a really good point in that. You know, people want to help, and sometimes they don't know how, but well, even I mean, <laughs> those few minutes. Well, I think we forget how many times has somebody reached out to you, Lauren? Did you feel like they were imposing on you? I don't think so. I I know you, and no. I know you wouldn't feel imposed upon. So no. it, it's the same way in reverse, but I, it's it's a hard thing for us to do. It is. I think we feel like we have to be, um, and I've never felt like anybody imposed. But I, I know, for I know. some reason, <laughs> I, for some reason in my mind, I have to be this strong person, right? Like, yeah. um, so if I were to depend on somebody else, then you're not um, strong anymore. Then I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a hard thing as a caregiver. No. And I've known you a long, long time, and I've never felt hesitant to pick up the phone or. Facebook and message you about anything. <laughs> and when I love it. Like I that's the thing is I love to help. So the thing about 
um, you know, somebody reaching out, I it makes me feel better helping people. Like you said, don't take away my joy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but for some reason, you know, when it's me trying to reach out, I just yeah. have the hardest time. So um, I think that's common though for point. caregivers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they say they say. You know, if if you need something done, ask a busy person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we always have time to get it done. Well, and the other thing that I run into as well is, especially around the holidays right now, um, is getting frustrated with my mom because um, I tend to forget that, you know, she's a caregiver too, and she's going to get angry sometimes, and she needs a break, and... Um, when she talks to me, it's her venting and her needing to, um, you know, kind of let everything go. But I just kind of get in that mode of solutions and forget yeah. that, right? Yeah. And so I've got to be careful with that with with her and try to be more um, understanding. And that's where therapy is great um, because, um, you know, just t- kind of talking that out and realizing that she's dealing yeah. with burnout too, you know. So um, she's going to get frustrated and she's going to, she needs to reach out to somebody and sometimes that's me and sometimes it can't be. Sometimes I need her to reach out to, um, to her friend because of just being overwhelmed myself and, and communicating that is what's important. So. Yeah, it, it is. It's just like, you know, I, when I was there for those three weeks, um, I I saw a side of Michael I don't think I've ever seen before, and my heart broke for him. Um, he he was going nonstop, you know. Lori's Lori's sleep schedule is totally backwards. She likes to watch TV and until like two in the morning, three in the morning, and then she goes to bed, and then she don't get up till noon, one o'clock. Well, you know, Michael, I mean, of course, you know, he sleeps when she sleeps, but his whole clock is messed up. And, mm-hmm. you know, so everything is just so screwy, you know. So um, when I was there, I would go to the grocery store and get what I needed to make dinner in the morning when they were sleeping because I didn't want to take away from the me time with her. And so then when mm-hmm. I, by the time I got home, she'd be up. You know, and then we'd spend the rest of the day together. But I just noticed that Michael's, um, he he doesn't do anything. He waits until my grandson gets home to go get a haircut, uh, to go to the grocery store, you know, um, unless Michael goes, my grandson goes to the grocery store. But Michael used to go to the gym all the time. And, you know, mm-hmm. the gyms in Virginia, they're, they're, I think they're still open, but he he just, doesn't he's not able to go anymore um you know so he's it's he's on the clock 24 7 and i know that yeah. feeling i know that feeling um along that lines i'll give you some breaking news <laughs> um i decided i'm actually going to go back back to virginia next next year next summer yay so, which is awesome yeah i I I I had said when my mother passed away I wasn't going to make any major decisions because um, I knew that was the wrong thing to do, and I prayed on it. But let me tell you, when I was down there for three weeks and watched 
because Lori was back and forth to the doctor because she was having issues with her bladder and a catheter in, catheter out, and all this stuff, and watching Michael, I'm like, mm, no, he, he uh, I need to be there. So I'm just going to run out my, my two apartments here, and I'm going to actually try to get into the complex that they live in so I can be nearby, and we can kind of split the shift, you know? Yeah, that's and I really good. And I talked to Lori about it, and she gave me the biggest smile. <laughs> Aww. I said, well, I guess that seals it. So I'm in the process of I'm going to get through Christmas here and then get in the process of trying to put things in order. And I'd like to try to be there um, by summer, definitely before winter hits again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so well, Marie, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me about the holidays and um I sure hope that uh you guys have a very Christmas and um you know, thank you so much for always being so supportive. Oh, anytime. Like I said, I've I've known you whew, forever, I think. And <laughs> Um, I just hope you and your family have a wonderful Christmas and hopefully we'll have a better New Year next year. And, uh, you know, just uh, just want to remind everybody, if you know somebody that's in a facility or even if they're at home, you know, send them a card. I mean, because a lot of these people, they can't see their family. And, you know, I've been sending out Christmas cards to my HD and JHD family, but um, I told my immediate family, sorry, I'm not doing cards for you all this year. I'm going to look at my priorities, but if anybody can, send them a card, you know. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and on that same note, for those that, um, you know, you're having, you are having family get-togethers or um, you've got your loved one at home and they're uh, mid to advanced stages, they don't seem to be responding as much, please mm-hmm. still involve them in conversations and, um you know, they're, they are listening and they are oh, yeah. taking joy in this time. And um, so having those conversations and really engaging them, even if they're not responding a lot, it does mean a lot to them. Um, yeah. I, you know, I found that and we need to make sure we keep doing there. that. Yeah. While yeah. I was there, was like, you think that she, but boy, let me tell you, she'll, she'll start blurting out words. It's like, oh, I guess she caught that, you know, and. You know, you think she's got a blank stare on the TV, but she'll catch all the punchlines and laugh and, you know, yep. uh, there might be a Dad delay, too. but she's there. They are there. So, yeah, I agree with oh, you yeah. 100%. Yeah, too. He'll laugh at all of this stuff. Or uh, when I took them, I took him and Zoe and Mom to uh, McAdenville to see Christmas lights, but just a drive. It's called yeah, Christmas Town, and you drive through. <laughs> and he yeah. loved it, you know, and um, – and that's the most that he has really talked. Um, we had a very lucid day when he came back out of the hospital, but um, but since then, the most he's talked to me is on that trip uh, down to McAdenville and back. Christmas brings and, back a lot of memories, so. a lot of good memories. Christmas does that. Yeah. Yes, and so um, that was something that I really realized, like just involving him, especially with the kids, um, you know, involving him in things and having them talk to Papa and show him pictures and, um, mm-hmm. you know, really still engaging him is very important. Absolutely. 
But for everybody listening, we hope that you have very happy holidays. Um, and if you need support, you know, we're always there. Um, most of us are active on Facebook, and you can always reach out in one of the Facebook groups or on Messenger. Um, but please don't feel like you're alone during this time. And we realize that it's very stressful, but also make it as happy as you can um, <laughs> with the COVID pandemic going on. Um, and uh, and we will we'll be thinking about you and hope that this next year brings a lot of joy and happiness to people. I agree 100% with you, Lauren. And thank you again, Marie, for coming on. We'll end the show there. Everybody take care. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.